Ladies and boys and girls and all baggage droppers around the world, welcome to another episode of the Drop Your Baggage Podcast, where we talk to people that are dope, that can bring you hope, and show you a technique that can help you cope. I'm your host, the self-talk engineer, Charles Woolfork, and if you are here, right here, right now, allowing us to be a blessing, please consider hitting the like and subscribe button, and if you're on a podcast platform, give a brother five stars and some feedback as well. Now, today, I am here with such an amazing goddess you guys i am so blessed to have the opportunity to have sister petty right here on the show now sister petty is from california lives in texas near houston but most of all she is a uh, creative strategist executive producer media recruiter author and owner of she vet media where she tells divine stories and helps build heavenly relationships ladies and gentlemen i bring to you Sister Petty. What's up, sister? <laughs> I love that. I've never been called Sister Petty before. It's just told you, but it's all good. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, I gave, I I gave you the it. rundown before. I was like, uh, <laughs> Sister Soldier. Yeah. I love it. I no wonder you got the army fatigue on today. <laughs> yeah. That's now, who I am. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. And like your story is phenomenal as far as you being in the service and you having this eye and this, this imagination and the vision that you have um, for just life in general. Like life comes to life within your mind so much. Uh, so please, I'd love uh, the audience to know more about you. Well, um, again, you, I'm a I'm a veteran, Army veteran. I served 21 years in the Army, retired medically from Walter Reed. And um, in that duration of me being at Walter Reed, I recognized that uh, I was there among my peers and mm-hmm. many of us, I was injured at the time. And many of us had uh, injuries that we kind of like fell prey or fell... Um, short of planning or expecting that our service would come to end, not knowing exactly when. Mm. So while we were in that process, some of us were intending to stay in for a longer duration of time. Mm -hmm. Like I was 21, 20 years, 18 years at that time frame. And I finally was medically boarded at 21. However, I knew that upon 20 years that eventually it's going to be time, but I wasn't ready for it because I had aspirations to do more in my career. I was working in a human resource management uh, position and Mm -hmm. had some high hopes, you know, Mm -hmm. a girl was going in her career Yeah, and helping people, helping a lot of uh, military members and their families to strive and and exceed uh, surviving. And um, upon having this injury, I ended up at Walter Reed. And now I'm among my peers who literally had serious injuries mm. at coming from Afghanistan and Iraq. They were wounded and I felt out of place, mm-hmm. even though I still was one of them mm-hmm. in, in a in a in a similar state where I couldn't function. My my body was not in alignment with my mind right you know so i had to recreate myself reinvent myself and being there and seeing everybody in the state that we were in and the hope that was lost and feeling like we could not perform our jobs Mm -hmm. the way that we had been trained or transition you know we when when a service member goes in the military they're expecting to leave out stronger kind of like a um, not so much as a superhero, but the the characteristics of a superhero, meaning mm-hmm. that they have acquired extraordinary strengths mm-hmm. that are not normally acquired in the civilian world, which we do. I don't mean that we're trying to save everybody's day, but I'm talking about our abilities to be able to strategically do things. And mm-hmm. these are traits that we have, we acquire while we are active duty. Mm-hmm. So we expect to be able to use them. So not only did we expect to pick them up along the way, but now it's going to catapult our career when we get out because we have these additional training, these additional type of skills, these additional abilities. Mm -hmm. And when that is 
stunted by physicalities, Mm -hmm. not being able to perform our duties, then it kind of like takes away from, am I still able to do what I've acquired while I've been here? Mm. You know, so um, being in that position, it kind of like really had me rethink things and see how I could reframe my life and how I could help others. I literally think that God placed me there so that I could have the inside scoop. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't gain that level of knowledge until after years of going through it and then um, looking at it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. But as long as I stayed in that circumference, that circle of of what happened, Mm-hmm. It was difficult to get out of. Mm-hmm. And the mindset had to be rearranged. I had to do some things to realize what do I have instead of looking at what I do not have. Right. What you did have. Yeah. And compared yeah. to what so, you have right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. So so what what instead of looking at, oh, the injury has me this way, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Look at, OK, so that's that's not possible. What is possible yeah what can i do yeah what do i have now what what brought upon that simple mindset shift that made all the difference though i didn't want to be a victim yeah i didn't want to have that victim mentality it wasn't getting me anywhere Mm -hmm. it wasn't getting me anywhere Mm -hmm. and then i just the more intuitively i just kept getting signs that you know god had it instead Mm -hmm. of me worrying about what's my disability rating when i uh get out i put 20 years in and Mm -hmm. will i get credit for that or will i walk away uh there were so many rumors going around and so many threats by Mm -hmm. people who worked there that didn't know And at this particular moment, um, the government just didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to do with everybody that was returning back injured. Mm -hmm. So we were the beginning. We were in that beginning phase of them just trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Kind of like, and what what reminded me of that same situation was when in 2008, I believe it was, Mm -hmm. when um, 2008 or 2009, when the market plummeted and the housing and everything went into disarray from Mm -hmm. foreclosures. Mm -hmm. Well, that was a result of them not knowing what to do. So everything was scattered. People were losing their homes and so on and so forth. And it was no different in the environment that I was in because they were unprepared for what could possibly happen Mm -hmm. by sending everyone overseas. Mm -hmm. And so they were trying to figure it out. And many of us stayed there long periods of time until they figured figured it out, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I had to come up with, um, I had to trust, I had to trust God because it was clearly out of my hands, Mm -hmm. what was happening. And I did what I could do and, and, and had to reinvent myself. Mm, Wow. And so when, and reinventing myself, I realized that one of my passions is media Mm. and, um, you know, I just, I just need, it just kind of like all of a sudden, just just not all of a sudden, but step by step, the more that I got out of the way, Mm -hmm. the more started opening up for me. What does that look like? You getting out of the way? So um, having my own thoughts, Mm -hmm. creating story, Mm -hmm. you know, creating Mm -hmm. story, because we can create story based upon what we see and and what we think is going to happen a predict of what's, you know, what's, what's going to happen. Oh, well that, and that happened. So I guess this will happen. Right. You know, so Mm -hmm. creating a story from something that uh, seems one way Mm -hmm. and not knowing the full facts can cause us to start to feel like, you know, okay, this is start just creating our own, our own stories. Yeah. Yeah. So with you reinventing yourself, uh, who was this new, you know, sister soldier that you were uh, becoming? Yeah. So the the outcome of it was is um, recognizing that my experience wasn't for me, Mm -hmm. but that I am a vessel for Mm -hmm. and God wanted to use me and he is using me for Mm -hmm. that very purpose to ignite, inspire Mm -hmm. and impact others. Mm-hmm. You know, so I have to get into that role. That's the role. And that's the forward movement, not the bet, not my past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Wow. So with this new venture that you were going to take upon yourself with media, uh, like, do you just jump right in and start making videos? How did you start making, like, how, how did this, how did this uh, start to transpire? Well, a lot of it I already knew. Um, mm-hmm. So come growing up in California, um, I shared this story with you before, yeah, which yeah, is, yeah. Um, I, it's, it, it just is to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, while in high school, I mm-hmm. created a camera out of car- cardboard. Yeah. And this camera, we had to put film in it, regular Kodak film, and mm-hmm. then we also had to develop it. And when I developed it, I recognized it just was like a miracle to me that something could be made out of cardboard, not metal, not wood, cardboard, a piece of tape, a couple of holes (laughs) and some film in there. And it literally would work. Yeah. And it prompted me to carry a camera with me everywhere that I go. Mm-hmm. So one of my passions of taking films and uh, filming and photography was just, it just kind of grew on me. Mm-hmm. And so everyone in my unit, whenever they, they, we had an event, I was the one taking the, the pictures, the photos, and I just thought it was a hobby. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I looked at it as a hobby. It was a way for me to relieve, you know, just to be able to self-express. It was, mm. it was my expression Nobody could say what I saw in my eyes or Mm -hmm. whatever, what I was capturing. So Mm -hmm. it was my way of expressing and capturing moments of time that could not be replaced. Mm -hmm. And so I've done this for years and I've Mm -hmm. probably, I don't know, 30, 40 years now carried a camera with me everywhere that I go. And um, it just, you know, um, metamorphed into me wanting to do videos and film and um somehow at when I was working in my nonprofit so mm-hmm. in my nonprofit I served women veteran mm. and one of the ways that I served them was with helping them with their resumes mm-hmm. <clears throat> their resumes and trans transforming themselves into a um you know a dynamic civilian mm-hmm. and so we put on several events that helped them to prepare their resumes and do mock interviews and things of that nature. Yeah. And there was one point because everything was new again, Mm -hmm. this is Mm -hmm. the beginning of the real big shift when people were returning home from Afghanistan and Iraq. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the women weren't coming out. They weren't coming out. They didn't feel like they were comfortable enough to be around others. Mm. Some would come out and Mm -hmm. others would not. Mm-hmm. But I knew that I had a service that they they needed and right. that they could use. And that they that the more from my own experience, the mm-hmm. more that we gather around others, the more we would come out of that shell. Yeah. So how could I convince them that there's more outside your front door? And then it just dawned on me, you know, well, if you're not coming to me, I'm coming to you. I'm coming to get you. <laughs> One way or the other, I am coming to you. Yeah, I know that's and, right. <laughs> yeah, you know. And so one day at church, I was talking to um, one of my friends and she said, you know, I just became a producer. And I think, because I was thinking, I'm going to do something like YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I was fine with YouTube, but God said, no, YouTube is not it. <laughs> so we began conversating. And the next thing I knew, we submitted my idea to the television station and they said, yes. Yeah. And so we went in and we started filming and we've been around. So we started filming uh, it all. The process started around 2014. Wow. And uh, then we went into the studios in 2015. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been history ever since. Oh, wow. Now we're on streaming television and and. Uh, public televisions around the nation Man. and cable yeah yo so what what you thought was a hobby turned into a passion that now turned into now it's turned into your life work yeah oh my gosh so so let's rewind let's go back for a second how do you convince how, okay so you go out to these women and you know you you want to reach them you get in touch with them how do you show them like hey the world is not scary in fact you have so many things to offer to give value to the world 
how do you like go upon doing that? I mean, I know it's on a case by case basis, but like yeah. just giving us uh, give us an example. So it's you know just reaching out events mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, connecting with them to see. So now I'm I I focus on career. I've always focused on their career. Mm-hmm. Career is my my baby. You know, <laughs> I just turned it into media career now. Mm. It has to be something that I'm interested in. Yeah. You know, um, and that that's fulfilling my purpose as well as theirs. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I work with uh women, women in the military community who who have a message and they want to elevate others. They yeah. want to inspire others and they want mm-hmm. to um, you know, cause great impact. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I love helping to teach them how to do that because the work that we do is not about us. Mm-hmm. It's not about us. Yeah. That's amazing that this, this selflessness came out of it, out of who you became because of your injury. So the injury happens, you reinvent yourself, and then all of a sudden you take this selflessness and this, this sense of duty to yourself and you take it to the max to where you see this need and then all of a sudden you're like hey these women need my help let me go out there and let me show them like hey the other side is is, is waiting for you you know and let me prepare you more than anything yeah. for yes. that other side as well yeah that's beautiful yeah the um what is your favorite part of making like a, a film or you've made documentaries as well so like what is your favorite part of <laughs> So my favorite part yeah. oh, is catching the piece. There's an art to it, you know, um, is is really listening for the story. Yeah. You know, and the lives that are changed behind it. Mm-hmm. I know that when I'm behind the camera, that I am creating a space for someone to literally feel comfortable sharing their story. Mm. I want them to feel heard. I Mm -hmm. want them to feel like they're seen because they are. That's the space that I'm creating. Mm -hmm. I'm creating the space that let them know that your voice is important Mm -hmm. because I know what it feels like to not feel like you're important, not feel like your voice is heard, Mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, um, that's the piece that I, I really love is just letting them get totally comfortable to whereas they feel, um, comfortable enough to share with me yeah. when I produce the, the documentary of, um, the audacity, uh, to win, not the audacity to win. I can't think of the name of it right now. Um, but when I created the documentary, Mm-hmm. What it, what it showed to me was that I could be trusted, mm. you know. And so, for someone to trust me in sharing their story, that is like huge. That's mm. my favorite piece right there. Yeah, indeed. To trust me that I'm going to protect what they are saying, yeah, and not mean harm and bring. So when when um and I I I, I uh, didn't say that I ended up going to media school. So that was the next thing that I did. I literally went to media school and and honed my craft. Mm. Which yeah. media which media school? I went to the new school in New York. That's what it's called? Yeah. It's called that the is... new school. It's it's one of the <laughs> top schools in the country. They have yeah. um schools all in in Paris and mm-hmm. New York and uh, London, they're just all over the world. Mm, lady, yeah. lady from the old school going to the new school. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, so so how was that transition going from out of like you know being out of the service, being being you know not you know removed from the military to now going into school? How was that? Well, I've always been a learner. Uh-huh. So me going to school is nothing new. I'm always I'm constantly reviving myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, it's 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 an ongoing thing mm-hmm. because of the profession that I'm in in media and technology. I can't sit and just, you know, how fast technology changes. So I have to be on it. I yeah. need to, I need to be in it. I need to know how to operate it. I know I need to know how to play that gadget. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I need to know that language. And so I'm constantly, uh, I'm a, I'm a vivid learner. I'll never stop learning. So yeah. when, so going back to to school was. Just like uh, you were, you're like you home. Know, it was an adjustment mm-hmm. because your schedule, you always have to kind of fit in your schedule, whatever, and the classes and things like that. But mm-hmm. being it was something that I wanted and I knew that 
uh, my future depend on it mm-hmm. that I needed to keep going, you know, and it was fun. It was, it was, the, mm. it was the, it was the type of school that really <laughs> allowed my creativity to come out and start to bloom. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. So like you, you go back to school, you hone your craft, you're starting to make these films and right back to selflessness though, sister, yeah. right back yeah. to selflessness. I, I'd ask you, what's your favorite part about making a film? And you went right away to <laughs> serving somebody else. <laughs> The gaining that relationship with somebody so they could trust you enough to be like vulnerable, to be open, to be transparent about their story. So maybe potentially, potentially other people that are laymen in storytelling or other people that don't see what you see can have a glimpse of it. You know what I mean? Just through how they are telling what they, um, how the people that the documentary is about can tell things from their point of view, their perspective. Wow. Wow. Truly about service. Yeah. Yeah. Through and through, even like with the, the career in the military, service, service, service everywhere. It's, I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that's who I am. I've, I've come to learn that that's, that's just, that's the part of my makeup. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what I thrive on. I guess God has just designed me to serve. Yeah. Yeah. And and great thing that you saw yourself as that vessel, you know what I mean? Uh, Like after uh, you got injured, because you weren't just a a vessel that was there for like, like the army, but you're a vessel for everyone. And that's that expansion is, is huge. So tell us about like SheVet Media and uh, like the, how, how that was, how that came together. Was it that with your friend who said, hey, you know, let's start going to these TV stations. Let's forget YouTube and let's start going to the TV stations or or what? Well, <laughs> so it, it came a point where I became my own producer. Mm-hmm. And so SheVet, so my show fell under SheVet Inc. Mm-hmm. All along, that was the umbrella of my company Mm -hmm. Inc. Mm -hmm. and from there it um when i after i uh created she bet inspires i knew that it needed to fall under a media media company Mm. so well here we are (laughs) 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 because it's not gonna stop here media is my baby i just love it you know yeah so um then we have she bet talks and that is the Mm -hmm. podcast that we that we produce and um then you know, now she bet works, whereas there is the podcast and then there's the television show Mm -hmm. and the television show. Actually, you have to have someone to work on it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and to train. So out of apprenticeship and things of those nature, employment comes from there because I not only want to minister to them through mm-hmm. the television, but I mm-hmm. want to equip them and empower them to be able to go out and earn sustainable living that is going to help them be beyond. So really more than uh, sustain, but to, mm-hmm. you know, thrive in the economy Yes, and yes. to earn a um, exceptional living mm-hmm. and using their gifts. And using their talents, their abilities for people who think that they are, they can't uh, work their normal job physically, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there is something. So we have project management training in the military. We were all taught how to lead and how to structure things, how to complete a project. And we're Mm -hmm. given the tools to do it, Mm -hmm. but we are not familiar with the terminology. And so when someone speaks project management we sometimes can't put the two and two together Mm -hmm. but it's pretty much the same thing so I in the in the same perspective that I uh, reinvented myself Mm -hmm. I looked at what's the common denominator that all of us have Mm. and that is the project management skills so Mm -hmm. I train train women um, in the military to take their project management skills to either become a freelancer Mm -hmm creating creative work you know they can be creative project managers product managers and you know content creators create the 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 uh videos create the podcast manage it for other people and become a contractor empowering them to do 
something on their own so they're not dependent upon others yo so not only do you help these women as far as like making or i'm sorry uh, creating uh, resumes and establishing different skills that they'll need for the outside world but also you're you're employing some of, some of them as yeah. well oh yeah. my gosh yeah i mean and now you have this she bet empire that just has <laughs> this state and this one and then all these different areas in which um, you, you've become proficient at and and you're utilizing your skills from the military in order to not only, of course, you know, help you and your empire, but also help others build um, their wealth and, and uh, for the, from the skills that they have as well, or that they will um, not just not that they just have, but also the ones that they'll acquire by being um, under your um, under your guidance. Yeah. Yeah, that is beautiful. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So, is anything like new coming on the way from from Shebet? Um, is there, are there any new um department or any new company that that's going to come from uh, Shebet? Well, it's the SheWorks Digital. That's the piece that's um we're focusing on now, and that is the training piece to help them to be able to take their skills into mm-hmm. the marketplace. Mm-hmm. So that's the the uh, membership where they can go in and and get consistent training and the project management as well as get contracts from it that is beautiful yeah the um so with the she bet podcast please Mm -hmm. i I would love for you to do a shameless plug tell us what it's about so she vet talks is we talk to people in the community Mm -hmm. that are um doing relatable things we talk to creatives because of course we're focusing on creative lifestyles Mm -hmm. so people who are in the entertainment industry who have advice or things that they can kind of share with their career Mm -hmm. how they did what they did overcome Mm -hmm. you know we're talking about those things we're talking about wellness leadership and um you know, fun things, the creative stuff. Yeah. The, you know, just the the juicy creative <laughs> stuff that can really allow us to become more of uh, butterflies, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to catapult life and enjoy it. Yeah. And have the, you know, have the the full self-expression because guess what? We've, we've marched to someone else's cadence for so long. Now mm-hmm. it's time to create our own. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like one more thing for someone out there who feels as though they are struggling on their journey. How do you overcome your challenges and your struggles and your road bump, your uh, roadblocks and speed bumps? Number one, I pray. Mm. I pray every day, mm-hmm. every day. And I meditate, you know, yeah. Um, getting myself in alignment with the day, this quiet time. Mm-hmm. And just me and God having a conversation. Sometimes I'll, when the weather is right, sometimes I'll just take a stroll on the beach and maybe everybody's not able to do that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, find that, that place that is that serene and that's, that brings that sovereignty to you that you can find that peace. I don't care if it's in the closet. (laughs) you know, know or in the car, maybe you have to get out and go drive and Mm. walk around the park or the subdivision for a little while, just so that you can have a peace of mind and get downloads. Yeah. You know, to me, that's, that's the key. And, um, just always self-developing, always self-developing coaching. You know, I have several mentors right Mm -hmm. now. I'm in several coaching programs that, um, I've won the bell ringer award and, you know, it's, it's applying myself that inspires. We, we want, we won the uh, bell ringer award. And um, that to me really inspired me to do more. What is the bell ringer award? So the bell ringer award is uh, comes under Marcus bill. It's a program for uh, impactors and it's a, um, yeah, yeah. Um, people who want to impact cause great impact in the world, Yeah, you know, um, and are looking to improve humanity. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. So it's a powerful network. And, um, yeah, so I, I just continue to apply myself in that Mm -hmm. and growing, growing, growing. You have to get out of the old things so that you can experience the new. Yes, ma'am. A hundred percent. 
And speaking yeah. of new things, you're about to have a new experience right now on the Drop Your Baggage podcast. Segway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, because right here, we talk to people that are dope, that can bring you hope and show you a technique that can help you cope. And that technique is the mental and emotional release process. It's a neuro-linguistic programming technique. It's a simple guided meditation. Um, now, I'm going to speak to the audience real quick. Now, for anyone out there that has something that has been weighing heavy on their heart for however long, whether it be years or decades, please go to charleswolfwork.com. For anyone that feels as though that they're getting in their own way and they're ready to step out of their own way and step up to their full potential, please go to charleswolfwork.com. And for anyone that just feels as though they they can't get rid of the negative conversation in their minds, please go to charleswolfwork.com. And there's a, a form on the front page. Go ahead and fill out that form and uh, make an appointment with me so we can go ahead and get rid of any triggers or any baggage or any limiting beliefs or negative emotions that you have. And I can't wait to be a blessing. And also, sister, I can't wait to be a blessing to you as well. Because today we are going to be getting rid of this limiting belief that I'm not good enough. Now, um, I am an expert on that limiting belief since I, I never met my father before. You know, he left before I was born. So I always had that negative conversation in my mind. How does that limiting belief affect you? Well, I think, um, as I stated before, I'm constantly reviving, you mm-hmm. know, reinventing myself and, and doing things for self-improvement. Mm-hmm. And then there sometimes seems to be remnants, you know, uh, yeah. remnants of, of why we don't take action. Yeah on things immediately mm-hmm. and um not even really knowing why it's like oh i'll get it i'll get it later mm-hmm. i'll do this procrastination mm-hmm. you know so those are things but then when i start to look back at it i can see where maybe why i procrastinated mm-hmm. why i um you know didn't act as fast on it mm-hmm. and it could lead to a number of things yeah. you know so in that particular instance I think it was, uh, you know, I was sharing with you that um, a friend of mine, uh, my girlfriend and I, we were just having a, a really uh, basic conversation about technology. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people feel like they are not equipped enough to do a certain level of technology. Mm-hmm. But what we fail to realize is that it just takes a little bit of knowledge and whatever knowledge we have, we're ahead of the next person and we still are qualified to teach yeah you know yeah so i may not um be totally clear on nfts or something like that all that you know i'm I'm, a, I'm aware of it and i'm dibbing and dabbling but then there are some things that is like oh you know do i make i need to dig into that a little more so mm-hmm. i can understand it mm-hmm. and so if someone was to ask me about nfts at this point i would feel totally inadequate to share with them even though i do know a good bit of information but because i feel like that's not enough mm. <laughs> <laughs> there's that i'm not enough that's mm. hidden underneath that that mm-hmm. I'm not enough. What I know is not enough. But yeah. anywhere that not enough shows up, <laughs> it doesn't mean that I, you know, it doesn't have to just be I'm not enough, but mm-hmm. not enough. Yeah. Is is hidden in there somewhere along the line. Mm-hmm. I don't so have don't enough. I think that I'm I'm, I'm not enough. I'm not knowledgeable enough mm-hmm. to share about NFTs is a myth because I could share the level of knowledge that I know about it. Hundred percent, hundred percent, exactly, exactly. There's there's a um there's a, a a value that you we bring to anything that we have any type of knowledge about, and we can bring that value no matter what. Like like you saw said earlier, you you can only you only have to be so far, so many steps ahead of someone else in order to teach them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and if we hold that back, then that's that blessing that we have for them that we're holding to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I fe- I felt personally like it was like um you know it. Dr. Eric Thomas, um, ET, the hip hop preacher, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he taught me that he was like, you're being selfish. You're like, you know, he, that's what he says. Like, you're being selfish, you know, holding this back from, from the world, you know, to see. I was like, wow, like, don't put that on me, Eric. You got <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, but he's a real McCoy. Yo, like 100 um, percent. With that, I always ask my guests, so with you not taking action and either procrastinating or not, you know, giving the knowledge that you do have, how many people do you feel as though 
you missed out on impacting mm. if you could give yeah. it a number yeah Ooh, i would say thousands yeah thousands because i have the platform that i have yeah real ooh, real talk and yeah. then on top of that um how much money do you think you've left on the table because you haven't uh been able to because you have that limiting belief mm-hmm. you're to put oh, a number on it heck <laughs> that could be uh, hundreds of thousands yeah 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 it's always fascinating when we think about it like that you know yeah i never even looked at it like that you know yeah yeah like and i and i asked that question to show the audience like whatever limiting belief that they have they have people to be a blessing to and also they have many blessings to receive that they haven't been able to do like have because they they're beginning in their own way you know what i mean yeah so let's get let's go ahead and get rid of this uh, limiting belief that i'm not good enough All right. So no worries. No worries. (laughs) So this is a simple guided meditation. There's three things that you need to do to have a profound experience. We went over them before. Number one, you need to use your imagination. Number two, easy. easy. (laughs) Super easy. Uh, Number two is to follow directions, just like you uh, follow a good recipe or Google Maps. Plus, you know, you're you're, used to be in the military, so I'm sure that's Mm -hmm. easy for you as well. And number three is to trust the process. Know that I'm your guide and I'll be leading you through this easily and effortlessly. And I come from a place of love and high vibrations. Okay. All right. Now, um, a couple more things. Number one, in order for you to have as many breakthroughs as possible, we're going to be observing different events in your life. Mm -hmm. And as the observer, you're going to be taking the, uh, you're going to be, ha- you have the memory and you have the emotion. We're going to be taking the emotion out of the memory. So it's like a stick of dynamite. You have the wick. We're going to be taking the wick out of the dynamite. So it's not explosive mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay. So go as, go over as many events as possible. Have as many breakthroughs as possible. It's like years of therapy, years of personal development and having multiple breakthroughs, like a Tony Robbins weekend in minutes. <laughs> okay all right (laughs) and the next one is to have the true healing and to have the most prolific and profound breakthroughs you have to see things from other people's perspective so for every single person in every single event have empathy and compassion for those people for everyone inside the event and you'll have the best healing and have the like the biggest breakthroughs okay all right all right, so let's get it. Um, let's start the process. Is it all right with your unconscious mind for you to release this limiting belief that I'm not good enough today and for you to be aware of it consciously? Yeah. Awesome, it awesome. What is the root cause of this problem? The first event, which when disconnected, that will cause this problem to disappear. If you were to know, when was the first time that you felt as though I'm not good enough when you were in elementary school, let's say from like birth to third grade? I would say it was the moment that uh, my mother let me stay with my uncle and his family as a child and would Mm -hmm. come to visit me. And um, I would chase after the car. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How how old were you? Mm, Probably about four or five years old. That's perfect as far as age range goes. Um, On a scale to one to 10, when you think about that event and other events that made you feel as though I'm not good enough, uh well first of all where do you feel it in your body let's do the mind body connection where do you feel it in your body when you feel like or when you remember those events Mm, maybe my shoulders your shoulders and how heavy is it on a scale to one to ten probably a four four perfect and four yeah okay so it's not much it's a little tension all right Mm -hmm. gonna pay attention to that now uh, with this also we need to create an imaginary timeline Now, with your imaginary timeline, your past can be to your left, to your right, or behind you. If you were to know, where's your past? To the left. Where's your future? Forward. Perfect. All right. With that, you can go ahead and close your eyes and relax and let me know when you're ready for the process to drop your baggage. Okay. Okay. Now, just keep your eyes closed. Don't don't open open them until I ask you to later on. But for right now, just imagine floating outside of your body as if though you were a spirit or energy and just imagine seeing yourself right here right now from a third person point of view like a fly on the wall see your glasses and your hoops and see your army fatigue jacket the computer in front of you the microphone to your right let me know when you can see yourself from a third person point of view 
like a fly on the wall. Mm -hmm. Okay, now just imagine floating up above your timeline and float to the left into the past and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above that first event in which you felt as though I'm not good enough. When you're at your uncle's house and just see that event from a third person point of view, seeing it like a fly on the wall. You see it? Awesome. Now, just imagine floating right there. Don't move. Stay right there. And just ask your unconscious mind what it needs to learn from the event. The learning of which will allow you to let go of the emotions easily and effortlessly. Your unconscious mind can preserve the learnings so that if you need them in the future, they'll be there. Just tell your unconscious mind to preserve the learnings. This is an exercise of forgiveness and acceptance. Forgiveness for yourself and others and acceptance of yourself and others. Who do you have to forgive? What do you have to accept? Who do you have to accept? And as you see that event, like a fly on the wall, remember to have compassion and empathy and see from the perspective of everyone inside the event. And as you do so, focus your attention upon how you're a survivor. Hurt people hurt people. We're all doing the best that we can with the resources and consciousness that we have. We can't control anyone else's actions, but we can control our response. We can grow stronger and wiser and learn from other people's actions and mistakes. Other people's actions have nothing to do with you. It's only a reflection of their baggage and whatever they're going through at the time. And we're better people than we were when those events occurred. You're a better person than you were when those events occurred. What is something positive and empowering you can tell yourself as a little girl and your mom and your uncle and everyone else involved in the event with the consciousness that you have today that would allow the emotions to evaporate like water on the concrete on a hot summer day. And as you preserve these learnings, the emotions are starting to dissipate more and more until they're all gone. Just let me know when they're all gone. Okay. All gone. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Now keep your eyes closed. And as you observe the event, tell me, what did you learn from the event? That uh, she had to work mm -hmm. and she didn't know. What didn't she know? She didn't know that I felt the way that I did that while she was leaving. Mm -hmm. What did you have to tell that little girl? That she's, mom, mama still loves you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> still loves you. Mm -hmm. Has to take care of some, uh, doesn't have anybody to watch me while I am, while she's at work. Mm -hmm. My brother and my sister were in school. Mm -hmm. She needed someone to care for. Mm -hmm. Amen. As you observe the event, tell me what is something that you can take into the future with you to make you a better person? Feeling that I wasn't forgotten about and that I was loved. Mm -hmm. Was that little girl enough? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. She's always been good enough. Perfect. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and floating to the left into the past and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above the dinosaurs. Float above the dinosaurs. Let me know when you're above the dinosaurs during the prehistoric age. Okay. Okay. Now, as you're above the dinosaurs, just imagine floating into space, float deeper and deeper and deeper into space to where space in the atmosphere connects. And imagine your timeline is the size of a fingernail. Let me know when you're there. Okay. Now, just imagine floating there in space, weightless, and ask yourself, now, where are the emotions? Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared? Now. Awesome. Now, just imagine, <laughs> now, just imagine floating down inside the event seeing through your own eyes as a little girl. Check on that limiting belief. Tell me, is it there or has it disappeared now? No, I can't, oh, I can't you're all see good. it there. Awesome. Float back above the dinosaurs and then float into space to where space in the atmosphere connects. Let me know when you're there. Mm -hmm. All right, listen closely. Float very, very high above your timeline, above each and every event in which you felt as though I'm not good enough. From birth until now in chronological order, don't skip one event that has a charge on it. Preserve the learnings and let go of this limiting belief that I'm not good enough all the way back to now. Go. Okay. Awesome. Flow down to your body and open your eyes when you're ready. <laughs> mm. <Okay>. Welcome back. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's some good stuff right there. Yeah. I'm going to let you sit in that for a second. Let you land. <laughs> what are you feeling? Feels um, a little light, a rain. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Some good stuff. Like, it's, uh, I remember the first time that I went through it, um, it I was shocked. I couldn't like I was like wow it was it's that easy like I don't have to cry or mm -hmm. you know like I don't have to talk to somebody about all of these different things I could just switch my perspective through a meditation really <laughs> the serene part can you elaborate on the serene part um more at peace mm -hmm. you know that we're giving um that peace of forgiving yeah had to forgive some folks in your life yeah yeah. Did you know you had to forgive them or was it like um I had to re-forgive them? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, revisiting a couple I had never really forgave. Mm -hmm. I just kind of like, you know, I'm not going to let you tell my story right? Um, or put me in a box. Mm -hmm. But um, for the most part, yeah, there's a lot of re-forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And that's where that compassion came from, probably. Mm -hmm. That's that piece. When you see things from other people's perspective on their consciousness, on mm -hmm. how they're operating and their baggage, you're like, oh, that wasn't... It most likely it's like yo that wasn't even about me yeah, yeah they were yeah. just they were just struggling whatever they were struggling with yeah and you know um through the years i've learned that mm -hmm. a lot of times and for the most part i tend to look at people in that perspective mm -hmm. but it's still not but and it still doesn't negate to allowing myself to be in it agreed instead of out of it Mm -hmm. Agreed. If I let myself be in that or marinate in that moment, mm -hmm. that's when the emotional effect, because that, that's what's present. Mm -hmm. But it's easy to get caught in the emotional piece mm -hmm. and respond as such and um, practicing not getting emotional mm -hmm. when someone is in their own uh, stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Is the is the, the the mastery? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that's what needs to be mastered, and oftentimes it's not it's not always that easy. Definitely not, definitely not. And also, you know, as you don't, as I don't, let me speak for myself, as I don't ruminate in things and feel them, I used to stuff them. It's like, all right, well, you're gonna go into a box that's gonna go mm -hmm. somewhere in my subconscious, mm -hmm. and we're not gonna bring you up until I'm triggered. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forget about you. Yeah. Not really forgotten about. Mm -mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. yeah. So that's why I love this modality because you ain't got to forget. You can just switch your perspective upon it. Mm -hmm. And then when you do remember, you feel like you said that compassion, but also the old emotion is gone. Mm -hmm. So it's like it was a smaller event or it's an event that doesn't, that doesn't have anything to do with you now. And you can just move forward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I <laughs> probably sound like I've been drinking liquor. Hey, <laughs> like <laughs> sometimes that's what happens when you meditate. You know, you just be on a high, like oh, yo. But, but there's a, a there's an enlightenment part to it, though, where you feel like zenned out. You're like the, your your whole brain waves, your whole like all your frequency has just changed. And you're just on a whole, you're vibrating at the frequency of the divine now. It's mm -hmm. a totally, totally different experience. Mm -hmm. And to, for, for, to like do years of therapy and years of personal development in minutes is major. Mm -hmm. So to like put words on it or for us, like the, even the concept of us having a conversation after you've done all this work, <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 So let's test it out, okay? I'm going to ask you some questions. Number one, do you smell biscuits? Do I smell biscuits? Yeah, I asked that question to get your mind. <laughs> I get you to wake you up a little bit. I'll ask them. <laughs> no, but uh, can you remember a time in the past in which you used to feel that old emotion or you used to have that old limiting belief? And go back and notice if you can still feel it or you may find that you cannot. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what came up for me was, so I, I mentioned that I care for my mom. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So now, um, I, I had to eventually admit it, admit her into a skilled nursing facility. Mm -hmm. Um, but for the past five, almost six years, my caring for her as a caregiver, you get all the backlash, you get all the backlash of, Mm -hmm. you know whatever sometimes mm -hmm. you don't even know sometimes i didn't even know mm -hmm. that i was getting the backlash until mm -hmm. i heard it from a family member mm -hmm. um but then there were times that uh like i would just really be tending from to her from my heart fixing her three meals a day or, mm -hmm. you know just doing what i needed to do mm -hmm. and it just never seemed like it was good mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and um now that i look at it revisiting that mm -hmm. it wasn't so much that it wasn't good enough mm -hmm. it was the fact that she couldn't do it for herself 
Ooh. Ooh. And that her independence was really being taken away. She had to depend on somebody else. Wow, that's deep. Yeah. It's like, do you think that now seeing that your relationship with your mom will evolve even more? Oh, yeah, it can only go up from here. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, amen. That's yeah. so now, yeah, so it's like it had nothing to do with you. Mm. It had nothing to do with you. Yeah. It was it's about what she was going through. Yeah. And how she was reacting to that feeling that she had on that. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was sadness. Maybe it was anger. Maybe it was mm -hmm. fear. Yeah. You know, all of the above. Right, right. All of the above. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she was just reacting out of what she needed, needed to do in order to feel safe or heard. Mm -hmm. And you were just there. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, but you don't. But you don't feel like. You know, the, that negative conversation how is the negative conversation now or so how is the conversation in your mind it literally feels uh muted you know mm -hmm. it feels muted because um even though i've tried to look at things from her perspective mm -hmm. and still move through it mm -hmm. Um, it was always a piece that she doesn't appreciate it. She doesn't know what I'm going through. She doesn't recognize that I've been here for five years mm -hmm. away from my family and mm -hmm. the sacrifice I've made mm -hmm. and uh, the me, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. So mission accomplished, first of all, that's what we wanted to do was to yeah. mute that conversation. Yeah. And now it's 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 not a it's like all that stuff that was before is now it seems as though it's like you said it's filled with compassion a different a different internal representation of your mother and yeah. what she's going through yeah yeah it's mm. pretty independent very very independent mm -hmm. yeah. hence why you are the way that you are hey, yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> I'm the mini me of her. <laughs> Hey. I'm the mini me of her, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm, mm. Well, tenacious. Yeah, it wasn't anything, you know, she took on a lot of stuff and uh yeah, yeah. Taught me how to do the same. Mm-hmm. For the, the so like about those events in which you procrastinated or you felt like I'm not something enough from the past. How do you feel about those events now? Yeah, so it's kind of like why not? Why why not just do it? Mm -hmm. I won't know until I venture off into it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So when you think about the things that you had, like, that you've been maybe sitting on and doing them now, how does that feel? It feels like, let's, you know, let's just do this. Let's <laughs> do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the new conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's just do it. Yeah. You got the resources. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I love it. Your energy is just totally shifted. <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> I love it. Sister, thank you so much for showing up for your divine appointment. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course, of course. And um, would you please give us one more word of wisdom before we tie this up in a bow? Yeah, I say... Um... Life is meant to be lived. And uh, when we hold back, even when we are unaware of holding, mm -hmm. you know, it's uh, it just prolongs the ability, our ability to live fully express and uh, being able to outwardly impact others the way we're meant to. So do whatever you have to do to get it right, get in alignment with what God has for you, find the right people and um, learn to trust God in the process. Mm. That's the key right there. Learning to trust God in the process process and uh yeah it'll all fall in place amen amen yeah. thank you and thank you all out there for your attention and your support today uh if you're still listening to this podcast you might as well go ahead and smash <laughs> that like button and subscribe and if you're on a podcast platform give a brother five stars and some feedback as well uh, and right here on the Drop Your Baggage podcast, where we talk to people that are dope, that can bring you hope and show you a technique that can help you cope. I'm your host, the self-talk engineer, Charles Woolfork, with my special guest, Sister Soldier Petty. Uh, and, <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, please go ahead, take care of yourself and take care of one another. Peace.